Hello and welcome to Hiccup, the podcast series that explores all things parenting and mum life. I'm Jen, aka Irish Mama Bias, and each week I'll be joined by a special mum guest. We'll have a chat, we'll answer some of your listener questions, and just have some fun. So sit back, relax, if possible, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy the show. episode I talked to Sinead aka Mammy Mummy Mama Wife. We chat about getting the kids back to school, how being a first time mum was for her and how life is now with three girls and a boy. Sinead reveals what she's passionate about and shares some fantastic book recommendations and this week's Mumspiration has a little difference that leaves me with all the feels. Hello and welcome Sinead to the show. Sinead aka Mammy Mummy Mama Wife. A big welcome to the show Sinead. How are you today? Thank you, Jenna. It's lovely to be here. Yeah, all great. Uh, high as a kite now because the kids are all in school and uh, a little bit of time to ourselves. So it's lovely. <laughs> Excellent. You're the first mum that I've talked to so far since the back to school. How's it going for you? Um, it's all good. We are very blessed. Um, all of our children ran in the gates. Happy out. That's <laughs> um, brilliant. Yeah, as I like, I, I just keep turning around to parents and saying, oh, it's because it's a secure bond and attachment that we have. It's it's not because they want to run away from us. I promise. <laughs> hey, what, whatever works for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's totally fine. I know they're, 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 they're great. They're, um, they're very sociable kids, all of them. So they just, they literally just ran out the door. It was fine. Excellent. And what ages are they now? What classes are they in? So my six-year-old is in first class, my four-year-old is in junior infants, and my two-year-old is in preschool. But they're all like on the verge of turning the next stage, if you know what I mean. Ah, uh, so yeah. They're, they're, they're nearly, nearly seven, five, and three. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. So they went out with no bother. That's the main thing. Oh yeah, no, it's great. It's such um, it's such a relief when they go with no bother, and um, there's you know there's there's always going to be a few kids crying and a few kids upset, and it's totally normal. It's it's totally normal to have the kids upset and, and whatever. And what I find it's it's just heartbreaking for the parents because they're leaving their child upset. But from being a teacher, I know the other side, and I've been in the infant room at this time of the year, like and five minutes, and yeah. they're flying it again. They're fine. It's no, it's no hassle at all. Like there was one poor woman at the school run today, and um, she was there, and her child every morning has just been screaming every morning. So she was walking out the gate, and I caught up with her, and I just said, "Look, you're amazing. You're doing everything right. Don't worry. You're just, you're fabulous. It's, it's not you. It's not anything that you've done. You are amazing. You're doing everything right. She loves you so much, and she'll be fine in five minutes." I bet you just made that mum's morning she just needed to hear that I'm sure oh well look I do you know when sometimes you just need that kind of reassurance don't you you just need somebody to tell you that you're doing an okay job Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't get it you you know your your partner or your parents or if they're around you all the time they might not think to turn around to you and say you're amazing you've got this right you're doing it right don't worry about it yeah whereas if it's somebody who doesn't see you do you know it, it it means an awful lot like it means an awful lot yeah to just it's, be told you're doing a great job that's just it exactly going. exactly like you can kind of see it for like when you're looking at other people you can see it but then when you think about yourself you always think oh I'm doing it wrong or yeah. you know the, or they're, you're dropping them oh, off yeah. and they're crying but it's just 
it's just normal. It's normal it for is. them. It is. It's it's normal. And it's it's a hard phase of life for them too. They're and especially after all the lockdown and summer holidays and everything, they're so used to having us yeah, attached to them like nearly all the time. So it's it's very hard. It's hard for them, like, you know. Yeah. But um no, they'll be fine. They're kids, they're resilient and they love school. Kids now love school. I think we get lost in the whole, oh, school was this and school was that. But school <laughs> has changed so much since yeah. we were in school even. Not that we're old now, Jenna. Oh, but thank, like, thank you, know, you, thank you. You know, 10 years ago when we were in primary school, <laughs> things have changed I, an awful lot since then. I don't even want to calculate that number. <laughs> well, 10 years ago, I was in a primary school. I was, you know, I, I just happened to be teaching. <laughs> Very good. Well, this morning is the first morning that we've got a little special guest on the show with us as well. <laughs> how, how is yeah. how is that little one doing? <laughs> she is all good. She's all good. Uh, yeah, you might hear her as we uh, as we go through. She is just touching six months now, and she is flying us. She's rolling. She's trying to crawl. She is. She's doing it all. She's chatting to everybody, and yeah, you might hear a few gurgles and. Uh, so shouts of roaring as, as, the, as the podcast goes on love it love it <laughs> she seems like such a content little one as she is she's great so she had no choice she's fourth like you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it it's like you know just you just got to do what you got to do when you're yeah the she just locked in she knows her place it's fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> and are the others um boys girls uh, two girls and a boy and then this little girl so, okay and how yeah. does um the bro feel about having three sisters actually he loves them he doesn't know any different That's do you know what I mean and uh he's he's so funny because he loves everything he's he's the least gender stereotyped child that I have if you know what I mean I know what you're saying because yeah. <laughs> he will he will go out and work with his daddy all day all day long he wants to be out working with daddy but when he comes in and the girls are putting makeup on him and nail varnish on him he's only delighted with that as well like that's brilliant you know so he's got the best of all of it you know yeah so. that's that's the same with my little guy now in fairness he'd be all business with daddy but then he'd come in and he'd want the nails painted <laughs> whenever yeah. you know that's it's it perfect. that's it and it's lovely it's lovely that they're so free to you know at that age they just there there is no such thing as a gender stereotype for him there's no. just what's fun exactly <laughs> you know? I know that's which could be for all of us. Exactly, I know. And then sometimes, whenever they do ask, like, could they join in with this or that? And you're kind of going, oh, but but then you just like do it because he's yeah. a kid. Like, do you know what I mean? Exactly. He doesn't know any better. Yeah, he doesn't like. He hasn't got this set of ideals that have been placed upon him from exactly you know society. He hasn't got that yet. We and it's our job to not let that happen. Then as well as much as we can for as long as we can. Exactly, I'm saying he doesn't know any better. That's not what I mean. What I mean, I mean he just doesn't know any different. Not yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, and he shouldn't. Do you know? Mm-hmm. He shouldn't. They shouldn't. And uh, if in a perfect world there wouldn't be a gender stereotype. So exactly. You know. That's it. She agrees. She she does. She knows. She knows what's what already. Very good. She is woke. <laughs> well, I think when you're born in 2021, you've got no choice. Just don't. Um, and tell me a little bit about you. So um I met you through Instagram. Um yep. tell me a little bit about why you joined Insta and a bit about your blog. 
Okay, so I at, at the start of last lockdown, I'm really good friends with Michelle, mm-hmm. millennial, millennial Irish mammy, yes. and uh, she was starting up a blog, and I had always shared my bits and pieces with her. I, you know, writing is something I've done since since I was able to write. You know what I mean? It's just something that's always been a part of my life. I have folders from when I was like a teenager, and all these like drama and angst-filled love poems and love songs and you know I love <laughs> that. we all did it's not just me <laughs> oh I have folders I have folders and tins of letters that we used to send to each other oh it's so funny exactly. wasn't life so dramatic when you were 14 15 yep yep <laughs> it, was, it was dramatically beautiful every every day was an episode of the OC <laughs> so much oh my but, god um, Ryan was yeah. it Ryan no. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Ryan and Marissa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ryan and Marissa. Yeah, the the ultimate Romeo and Juliet love story, oh, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so when Michelle started her blog, she was kind of like, Sinead, why don't you start? To, why, why don't you start one? What's holding you back? You have like, I had a backlog of stuff that I'd be sending her. You know, just mm-hmm. now and again, I'd be like, here, have have a read of this. <laughs> I would just spam her with loads of stuff. <laughs> That's what friends yeah. are for. <laughs> Exactly. And she loved it. And she was like, you could do something with it. Would you not submit it somewhere? Start. And then she decided to start her blog. And I was like, okay, well, right. I'll just follow follow along and do what yeah. you do. <laughs> then I started the blog. And then um, I started submitting to the M word on, on Facebook. And I was getting loads of likes and shares and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and Michelle, I, I do what Michelle does. <laughs> she was like, Insta is where you have to be now. That's only way to promote your blog and I was like okay I'm just I'm so I'm so techophobic I'm just I'm no good at things Mm -hmm. on phone or technically like that so I was like right Instagram right I'll I'll try and manage Instagram so as soon as I started Instagram Facebook went to pot because I can't do two things (laughs) I I know I I was the same I just don't have the time not with all the kids then either like you know I so I, I started the Instagram account. I started following other mammies. I started, you know, liking and sharing what they were doing. And then I'd post my own and I'd get loads of um, responses. And it just, it became a really nice community, a really nice space to share motherhood, like to mm-hmm. share your motherhood journey and to kind of be there for other mothers and be there as support and be there as, um, as, as someone to vent to or someone to you know offer advice when it's not unsolicited advice only advice yeah exactly <laughs> and also a place where you know I found people really appreciated the honesty of the stuff that I was putting up because m- my profile my Instagram is not all shiny happy exactly I you know because that's not life life isn't shiny and happy there are moments of shiny and happy in every day of course but you know 22 out of those 24 hours it can it can be hard you know yeah I know and I think like we need to kind of follow this kind of stuff as well because um if you're following Instagram the shiny happy people all the time you're just looking at it going should I be like that? You know, exactly. Um, and why am I not so, like that? Yeah. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Why am I not enjoying my motherhood journey the same way that woman is posting about hers? Now let's remember posting about hers. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Instagram as one picture is one picture, you know? Yeah. You can, you can just post 
like a glimpse of like the most perfect moment of your day and that's just one second really isn't it exactly and like you can always clear one space in the counter oh yeah yeah (laughs) perfect instagram shot (laughs) in my house it's like clear the counters exactly this is like the spot where i do anything that's you know on video and everywhere else is just stacked pile high with rubbish yeah, and dishes and kids toys and everything oh. and if you don't see that but that's why I post I post the pile I post the mess yeah because I'm like no no I'm not doing it and you don't have to either don't feel under pressure if it's not working for you it's not working for me either exactly the other side of me is also like please tell me it's not working for you either <laughs> yeah it's like look at this but also please tell me this is okay <laughs> exactly yeah no no definitely it makes me feel better looking at your posts and other people's posts as well like michelle's as well it's just so funny you know and so so real like it's it's yeah well that's what i think instagram should be instagram should make you feel better about your day it shouldn't make you feel under pressure or stressed or (laughs) compare yourself to anybody do you know what i mean yeah. If anything, compare yourselves to me and you'll feel a whole lot better. Right? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. You're like a super mom here with the podcast and the baby on the knee and just rocking it. Rocking yeah. it. Just, well, sure. What choice do we have? We just get up and get on with it, don't we? Yeah. That's all we can do. Yeah. Have you found it like as easier this time around with a newborn than like number four? Yeah, well, I find the newborn stage is fine. They just want to be like on your boob or asleep all the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The newborn, the newborn phase is only really tough. Now this is this is a really preachy, horrible thing to say. The newborn, the, the only time I found the newborn stage really really tough was on my first because it was mm-hmm. overwhelmed. It was it was something that I had never ever experienced. I'd never mm-hmm. seen. I'd never. I had no clue what was facing me or what it was about that was when I found the newborn stage just horrendous like it just because your whole world shifts your world shifts from you to this person this tiny person and like I don't know did you feel it but like as soon as um my first came out literally as soon as she was placed in my arms I was like oh dear god yeah, I, I am responsible for you for at least the next 18 years, but really the rest of your entire life. Yeah, same, same. You know, and that was that was the feeling that I got. I mean, people talk about, oh, I had this rush of love and I just knew I loved her the moment I saw her. And I was like, yeah, I love her, but Jesus Christ, I'm responsible for her. It's, Do you know it's, what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it's reality all the time, like what people say about their first moments and everything. I always say with my first moment, I can't even remember the first moment with Ben. I can't remember it at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was... You're after (laughs) pushing a baby out of your body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just another planet. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And if you got the good gas and air, you're definitely on another planet. (laughs) (laughs) I got the good gas and air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so funny because I had C-section and I had the gas and air. Um when I was in labor and then it was an emergency c-section and I just remember saying to the woman can I can't I take this up up to the <laughs> surgery with me and she was like it's attached to the wall 
But it's what you want. It's what you want. When you're going through that, it's what you want. Yeah. It's your little detachment from the reality of what's actually happening to your body, you know? Yeah, just a little distraction. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, so um so the baby stage you just found it kind of hardest was the the first baby but yeah like when I had my second baby I was like um I had a toddler (laughs) you know newborn versus toddler you're like give me a newborn any day (laughs) you know so I was kind of I was I I went I I remember going into work and uh, just you know because pre-covid you could kind of go in for the work visit to show off the baby and uh, (laughs) so I went in and I was like nobody told me that this wasn't hard the first time. And they were like, no, but it was hard the first time. It's just easier now because you're comparing it to the demon toddler that's beside you. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it is hard. It's so hard. Everything is hard. Every stage of motherhood is hard. Every yeah. phase that you go through because you're always learning something. It's always something new. You wake up and every, every day you're a new mother. Because every day you're a new mother to the child that is in front of you now because your child is always growing. That's you it. know what I mean? So yeah. that overwhelm, it's 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 no wonder the overwhelm never leaves you. That's it. I know. You know? Like, I think now with a four-year-old, I'm just starting to see she's getting like a real little bit of attitude, you know. And I'm like, oh my goodness, where's this coming from? And then toddler is going, he's two, two and a half. And he's going through that stage of like, screaming just screaming you know oh yeah I know and I I thought he would never you know get to that stage I thought no he's so chill and everything he's not gonna do that and now it's like I need earplugs (laughs) no um we for the entirety of lockdown from about five o'clock to about seven o'clock we used to have um shrieking and streaking that's that's what we we did in our house all the kids just stripped naked and ran around the house screaming that that sounds like like another another level of of crazy right there yeah yeah so you can imagine three naked children one who really needs a nappy because anything could happen and uh, they're all jumping on top of each other having were like UFC fights rolling around atop each other all naked and just loving life yeah well I'd say it just made them feel better after that I, it made them feel better <laughs> it made you feel like <laughs> going to another room and locking the door <laughs> oh it's tough oh I know I know yeah no. I think there's been a few moments like that in our house as well just butt naked children running around just yeah they love it it's yeah. freedom isn't it that's it. And yeah. tell me, how did they cope during the lockdown? Was it, did they kind of understand a little bit because of their age? Uh, they understand, they understood a little. The um, the eldest understood, she understood in so much, so much as COVID was, COVID make you sick and you can get COVID really easily by talking to people or going near people. So we have to stay at home, you know. And to be fair, then when she went back to school, they really, um, they did a great job in her school. Oh, accommodating COVID. Don't worry at all. Okay. But um, they did a really good job with the sanitizing, with teaching them about it and with everything. So, you know, it was great. She was fine. And the youngest lad obviously hadn't a clue. Hadn't yeah, a clue. He was it. just lo- living his best life at home with mommy and daddy all day, every day. That's it. Do you know? Yeah. He was delighted. 
I don't think my son even realized that we went from wearing no masks to wearing masks. It was yeah. just, yeah. just happened. He didn't question it. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, ours are in and around the same. My little man will be three in October. So yes. Same as my nephew, really, actually. Yeah, it's, it's like they're, I think, they're the ones that kind of got impacted the most from COVID. Mm-hmm. Because when they were small babies, they would have been around loads of people because that was normal. And then all of a sudden, when they were only, what, like six or seven months or a year and six months, let's say. That's it. Their world got shut down. Yeah it got made so much smaller and just when the world had been beginning to open up for them it all got taken away from them do you know what I mean they would have no memories of going in the shopping trolley doing the shopping with you going to a restaurant sitting in a high chair because it just stopped all of a sudden and then it has only started to pick back up now yeah that's it no I remember like Ben had just started to walk at the start of the lockdown and then Mm. He was just in all the time. And then I just, I remember, I think I was saying to somebody else, looking at pictures um, with him of before the lockdown. And he was looking yeah. at places going, can I go there? You know, yeah. he couldn't remember being to like a, he, I don't think he'd even gotten to go to like a soft play or anything like that. But he'd been like to the park and in the swings yeah. before. And he sure he couldn't remember any of it. So yeah, sad. sure, how could he? And yeah. because he had no build-up of the memory then, like, do you know what I mean? It just yeah. stopped. Yeah. Scary. Scary oh, times. I've tried to make up for it this summer now. <laughs> You've done a great job. You've done a great job. We've, we've hardly been anywhere, but you have done a great job. You went in loads of places. You're so good. Oh, I was glad just to get them out of the house, and but now I'm glad to get the routine back again, for sure. Yeah. It was a lot. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Summer is a lot. Summer yeah. is a lot. It's a lot on everybody. That's it. Okay. So tell me a little bit more. Um, I want to know about your passions outside of mama life. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my main passions would be reading and writing. I just love reading. Reading is just a massive thing for me. Where do you um, get the time? Uh, I have Kindle app on my phone and every time I feed the baby, I open my book. Perfect. <laughs> it's the only way. It's literally the only way. Um, I I had gone out of reading so much. Once I had the kids, I just lost it. Lost all time. Lost the energy. Like I couldn't keep my eyes open long enough to read anything. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're so strung out. You're so tired. Your eyes are aching in your head. But um, I knew during lockdown that if I didn't have something for me, that... I'd just be in a ball on the floor. <laughs> you know, yeah. I needed I needed something. So books were my escape. They were my escape from the reality of everything that was going on around us that, you know, I was I was able to just immerse myself in another world. Right. And that's what I love. That's what I love about reading. That's what I love about books. That's what I love about, you know, literature and you know, it's so creative. It's so and every book you read a different world is created you know every book you read you have different characters and it's like it's like meeting a whole bunch of new friends and you yeah. know, getting involved in your lives you know so that's that's what it is for me I just love I love reading I oh, love yes. it it, it just makes me feel good about myself you know yeah and um then I suppose writing writing I love writing I've always written now I have never written as many poems as I have in the last I love your um, poems number of years <laughs> yeah it just it just seemed to start coming and I was like right we'll go with this 
it's it's a bit of crack. I think yeah. it's because it's a little bit more condensed than sitting down to write a blog. Like I just with the newbie with the newborn baby, it's really hard to just sit down and write a blog. Whereas I can kind of tap away on my phone with a poem, you know, kind of thinking yeah. about things and I'm like, oh right, we'll go with that, we'll go with that, you know. So I find it easier to have the shorter, the shorter little bits to, to yes. write at the moment. And then passions that nobody would know about. Um, <laughs> I am big into drama. Drama is my absolute passion in life. I Excellent. love it. Um, I have been on the stage since I was four. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, it would be a big, big thing in my life. My mom was a speech and drama teacher. And then I, I yeah, literally have just been on the stage since I was about four. Um doing different things competitions fetches and then when I got a little bit older I got involved in a couple of plays and just loved that when I went to college I was involved in plays and productions but then I started directing my own plays and producing my own plays and then in my final year of college but the the year before that we had done the vagina monologues I don't know if you're familiar with the vagina monologues but it is just it is amazing and it's just such a powerful powerful piece of work so the following but I did find with the vagina monologues that it was very very American it Mm. was really really American so I wanted to do something that would resonate more with yes an Irish audience so I devised my own vagina monologues let's say and it was called woman to woman and I interviewed and surveyed a whole load of college students and got their stories and we put them on the stage and that was that was amazing like that was just amazing seeing that come to life and then when I moved up to Leash I got involved in the theatre company up here and I was on stage again and then the following year I produced another play kind of a thing it was in celebration of John B. Keane it was his anniversary Mm-hmm. But it was all happening around October time. So we devised this thing called Keen and Scream, where we'd have extracts. The first the first um, part of the play, or part of the show, was all excerpts from John B. Keen plays. And then the second part of the show, we went into the Scream part. So it was all kind of scarier stuff and dark and real kind of... And then we finished up, let's say, with the the scene from Macbeth, the witch's scene from Macbeth. Amazing. You know, so it was just, it was one of those things I was really, really, really delighted with. I love but, that uh, so much. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah so that's, um, that's the other side of me. Excellent. <laughs> I, I, um, I did drama when I was younger. And mm. then whenever I was in Spain, when I was teaching English, I was teaching drama there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, drama is the best way to learn English. Like it's the best way to learn oh, a language because yeah. you learn how to feel the words as opposed to just how to say the words do you know what I mean that's it yeah it worked so well for them um that's amazing and then we're talking about now whenever the we've got like a really good local drama school here and we're hoping to send um the little lady there whenever it opens up again so she's she's got a flair for the dramatics you know (laughs) oh I know I know that feeling I have a few here (laughs) do you think you'll um get back into like writing another play or acting again or eventually yes definitely eventually um it's not it's not possible at the moment with the small kids and with the way my husband works and stuff but definitely Mm -hmm. eventually I will be 
back on that stage. Brilliant. You try to help me. <laughs> is is um, Women to Women, is it called, yeah, Women to Women? Yeah. yeah. Is it um, recorded? Like, is it available to watch? It's recorded, but I have no idea where. Ooh. It was just because like, it was just a college production. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But because um, and I know somebody actually one of the women who was in it. She got in touch with me a few years ago, and she was like, "Where is that recording?" And I was like, oh, geez, "I haven't a clue. I don't know who has it or where it would be or anything like that." Like, yeah, so, I, know. I know. And you never think like I did um, like interactive media and stuff, and we recorded so many like little short movies and everything, and I don't hmm. know. Have any, has anybody got copies of them at this stage? But it'd be so Dangerous. good to watch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Luckily, it was like a little bit before, you know, social media had really kicked off. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> Very good. That's so interesting. Um, and I often see as well that you post up uh, book reviews. So you sometimes do yeah. reviews, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, no, because I do. I read so much and I, like, recently I've been reading so much and I if a book really really resonates with me or if it really strikes something in me mm -hmm. I um I will do a review but um it's hard it's hard at the moment to try and get the reviews done because it actually it's a lot of work to try and get it all on the paper what a book has done to you and what kind of what way you have reacted to it like my yeah. my more recent ones like Sophie White's Corpse thing and Emma Gleason's stuff happens and Dearly Griefa, A Ghost in the Throat and Leiden Hines, um, How to Fall Apart. They were books that just, they just blew me away on some level. You know what I mean? They just really, they really resonated with me, really struck a chord with me and I just couldn't not put those thoughts down on paper. I got to add those to the book list. Definitely. Now, yeah, and a few others that I'm reading at the moment. Um, so if you like thrillers, mm -hmm. look up Andrea Mara. She is an, a phenomenal Irish writer and mm -hmm. she does an amazing domestic thriller. And I have just finished, I put it up actually on my stories the other day. I was like right. afraid to go to sleep. <laughs> it, was just, it was just that good. It was at the other side of the wall. So that's excellent. And her most recent book then is All Her Fault. And that's excellent as well. Perfect. And I am reading some Lucy Vine. She is just light, airy, fun, um, the one of one of her books um oh what's it called I'll think of it in a minute but um it is about do you know that year in your life when all of your friends are getting married yes yes so one yes. of her books is about that year and it is hilarious it is like you would just be laughing on every every page Excellent. every page you would be laughing um so that was excellent um and I'm currently reading is this it by Lucy Vine? Just because I really needed a pick me up after the, uh, after the yeah. thrillers. <laughs> yeah. um, one that I would recommend for every Insta Insta mom to read would be Sophie White's Unfiltered and Filter This because they are just. I think any any mom on Instagram will who's trying to make it on Insta, you know, who's trying to you know build up a following and do that. Read it. They're just read those two books because they are just brilliant excellent perfect okay I'm gonna maybe I'll go for them next um I, I just finished uh ghosts I think it's Dolly Adderton or yes I've seen that one yeah yeah, yeah it's very good as well very um 
modern kind of social media kind of a read. Yeah, you know? I yeah. love that, yeah. So you actually get time to read the books then, just when the baby's feeding. Yeah, literally, I just have the Kindle app on my phone and it's 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 been a game changer. It has been a complete game changer. And I always said, oh, no, I'm a real book person. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't look at it on a screen. But, you know, needs must. That's it. Yeah, that is it. And it's just so handy. Like when you've got a baby in one arm, you know, you can't be flicking through the pages of another. <laughs> and in the middle of the night, when you're up for a night feed, you can't turn on a light to read a book. Yeah. You know. It's so funny. Um, you wake the baby for longer than it needs to be awake. That's it. When you say night feeds now, to me, it just seems like a million years ago. <laughs> but it's only like two years ago. Yeah. No, yeah, I had to be very, um, very quick off the mark each time we wanted a new baby because I was like, if I start sleeping, we're not going to be having any more. Mm, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. I haven't slept since my first was born. So, you know, You're just, we're, we haven't come off that train. But if yeah. I do ever come off the train, I'm I'm off that train. I you're have not, you're not getting back on. I'm not getting back on that train. <laughs> Very good. But that is actually perfect um, lead on here to our listener question. Oh, great. Yay. So the listener question this week is, what is a good age gap between children? Or is there even one? Yeah, there is no good age gap, I would say, is, is whenever you are ready. People always talk about what's the right time to have kids? When are you ready? And it's like, you're never ready. There is no right time. If you want a baby, have a baby. See how that goes. When you think you're ready, go again. <laughs> Just hope for the best. You know, everyone is different. There is like, now I do find it mine that having them close, the two girls, the two older girls are just thick as thieves. It's brilliant. Do you know, I kind of feel like I have given them the gift of a best friend for life, oh. you know? Um, so I do really find that, that because they're close in age, that they really have kind of similar interests and that they're able to play together. Um, now, I have also given myself co-conspirators to, um, you know, plot and uh, <laughs> gang up on me. But um, no, I do feel like I have given them a best friend for life. I do feel that that is a gift that you can give them if they are close in age. And that's not to say that sisters who aren't close in age won't be best friends. It's just, it's easier yes. to send them off to the room together to play when they're, when they're close in age. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. They're, they're going to have each other's back and yeah, yeah. they're, they're going to, they're going to be doing little sneaky tricks on mom, I think. hundred percent. hundred percent. They kill each other as well. Don't get me wrong. Like they will, they will, like there is hair pulling, there is kicking and punching and boxing and all that sort of thing as well. But at the end of the day, they go to bed together, holding hands. Do you know Aww. what I mean? So, mm. so cute. Um, what's yeah. the age gap between them? There's 22 months between one and two. There's 22 months between two and three. And there would have been 22 months between, let's say, three and four. But um, then I had my miscarriage and the loss and all that. So then... We have what is there's about two years and a bit between um my three year my nearly three year old and this baby. So what about you? Do you get now whenever the kids are off to school, um, does the little one have a nap? Do you nap when she naps or she's napping right now? <laughs> oh, okay, then no. <laughs> 
no, she tends to nap on me. But this is like, I've only got this for five weeks and then I'm back to school myself. It's yes. this new parent leave that I'm taking. So no, I, I won't have any kind of a rest because it'll be a case of racing, everybody's racing out the door into work. And then because I'm a teacher, I'm off when they're off. So there's no such thing as, oh, I have my Thursday off this week, so I get to have a break that day. You know, now it's ideal in the fact that it it totally reduces the cost of childcare and stuff, which is brilliant. And obviously, you know, you want to spend time with them. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I saw that face. Nobody else can I see it. Face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but no, it is like genuinely, you do. You want to spend your time with them. But at the same time, a couple of hours would be lovely. Yeah, that's it. And um, um, are you looking forward to going back to work or how are you feeling? I am and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, mixed. It's all mixed because, you know, you're back to work and it's stress and it's pressure. And, you know, you're looking after someone else's kids. Like mm-hmm. because I'm a teacher, I'm looking after someone else's kids all day. And but then the other side of it is, you know, you get adult conversation. You get to have some hot tea. You get to kind of... Uh, teaching for me is my outlet for my creativity as well you know so I get to have fun and kind of be be a bit more relaxed in in school than I would be at home like I don't know would you feel the same way but I feel like since I became a parent especially to all the kids I like got a clock implanted in my body and the clock is always telling me right what's next okay from the moment I wake up, even before I get up out of bed in the middle of the yeah. night. Yeah. It's like, okay, breakfast time is this time. And then after breakfast, I have to get them dressed. And then after I get them dressed, I have to get them ready for this, for, to go, go into the car. And then, okay, what time am I collecting them? Okay, I have to have lunch at this time so that I can collect them at this time. And if I want to do the shopping, I have to go by this time in order to be home by this time, do you know? And then they're home and you're like, feed them, cuddle them, let them watch the telly, let them play, feed them again. Uh, get them into their jammies, feed them again because God knows they're starving before bed. (laughs) Get them into bed in enough time that you can do the story, the meditation and that they'll be asleep at a decent hour so that they've had enough sleep for getting up the next day at six o'clock in the morning and that whole cycle just starts again. Yeah, and you can never like let your brain relax a bit. It's always kind of switched on, always Mm. this time. Yeah, and I am the only clock in the house. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I am I'm the only keeper of the routine. So it's just, you're just always on. And it's, um, yeah, it, it can be stressful. It can be. It can be. Six o'clock. Ooh, it's an early one. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> another face. Another face being made there. Another face. Another face. <laughs> Oh, but it's not like I haven't tried you know you know an, yeah. an hour later like an hour later of going to bed two hours later of going to bed three hours later of going to bed 10 minutes was all it had win me the only difference yeah. yeah yeah and the only difference is they're just cranky and is it that all of them at the same time um the eldest and the little boy would be the earliest risers um <laughs> my four-year-old she went through a phase of like waking up at four and five o'clock in the morning over lockdown and um, just sneaking down to the kitchen and turning on the telly because she wanted control of the remote. She's like, I can get control of this remote at four o'clock in the morning. Yep. 
because if she gets if she leaves it any later there's a risk that the six-year-old will come down and bully her out of it but if she gets up at like four or five o'clock in the morning she gets to turn on her programs and have control of the remote that is just such as a little girl way of thinking isn't it it's just yeah it, I, I don't know it's beyond it's beyond <laughs> the beyond there now that one is well I was waking my four-year-old up this morning at eight o'clock and she was going what time is it <laughs> I would love to have to wake my children up. I would love to have to wake, which just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with mine this week, but I don't think it's going to last very long. <laughs> okay, so finally, we are at the momspiration. So who is your momspiration? Right, so I have been thinking about this since your very first episode of Michelle and you asked her for her momspiration. I was like, oh, who is my momspiration? What? What does that mean to me? So I have, of course, I have a different answer. Perfect. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think like, to be honest, I think every mother is amazing. Every mother is just a hero. They are phenomenal. Every mommy that you see is just a force to be reckoned with because no matter how they have gotten their child, no matter how, it's, you know, no matter how, this baby has come to be theirs they are providing they are doing everything they can they have changed their whole world to suit this baby so I think that in itself is truly truly inspirational you know and um, then like you know you look at Instagram and you look at all these amazing mommies and they're doing all these fantastic things and you're like oh god I'd love to be able to do all that but what my thing is that is just not me I am just not like, I am just not that mammy. I'm just, I'm not able that that just doesn't fit in with my skill set. So my big thing is you are always the best mom for your kids. No matter what, you are the best mom for your kids. So you can, you can try out these things. Just don't, don't not try. But if it doesn't fit, if it doesn't suit, then it don't, don't get hung up on it. Mm-hmm. So I wrote you a poem. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is a Hickok Pod exclusive. <laughs> Yay, so excited. Okay. I may not be the glam ma'am or the one with perfect hair. I may not be the PA ma'am doing more than my share. I may not be the hands-on ma'am who loves a good tough tray. I may not be the fun ma'am who gets stuck into messy play. I may not be the sporty mom who can teach you epic skills. I may not be the green-fingered mom planting seeds and sowing drills. But I can map out all your freckles. I know your favourite book by heart. I can always find your tickles and stop the tears before they start. I know how you like your hugs. I know how you like your tea. I know that you are full of love, that you're kind and so friendly. And last of all, my darling, this I know for sure. I know that you are meant to be mine. And I meant to be yours. For even on our worst days, when it's fraught and long and hard, I know I'm the best man for you. And I love you with all my heart. Oh my God, that was just beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so that's especially for you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And this is the first time I've got actual tears. <laughs> and goosebumps. <laughs> that was so lovely and exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> exclusive exclusive for hiccup oh, pad <laughs> beautiful that was just amazing 
you need to print that one off frame it and you know <laughs> gorgeous <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show it's been absolutely amazing and that was just so special thank you thank you for having me it's been lovely it's great talking to adults you know <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Instagram at HiccupPod. For news and updates, check out www.irishmamabice.ie slash hiccup. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast streaming app.